We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we're going to be talking about St. Louis as a global freight hub. The regional chamber used to say we were perfectly centered, remarkably connected. The slogan is gone, but the sentiment remains with the St. Louis Regional Freightway beating the drum. With national freight volume expected to grow more than 40% over the next 30 years, its mission is to coordinate regional freight activity at all levels, utilizing rail, river, and road and air transportation assets. What's at stake? We'll look into it. Joining me in studio, Mary Lamy is Executive Director of St. Louis Regional Freightway, Mike McCarthy is President of Terminal Railroad Association, and Dennis Wilmsmeyer is Executive Director of America's Central Port. Thank you all so much for being with us. Great to have you. Mary, let me start with you. You say on your website that we are here uh, the epicenter of American logistics. What exactly does that mean? That means we are strategically located in the United States for freight movements. We're home to six Class 1 railroads, four interstates, two international air cargo airports, and we have some of the best manufacturing logistics supply chains within the nation. And our role has been to create awareness uh, to other industry leaders throughout the nation and throughout the world, letting them know we're open for business, and more importantly, we're ready to take advantage of that anticipated growth in freight volumes. Boy, you've got that down pat. <laughs> I try. I've been doing it for three years. Really? Well, how does that give us a, a global position? So the St. Louis region, our world-class freight network, uh, has national significance, and when the nation is competing with other countries like Brazil and Argentina, uh, companies and countries like China are looking for the lowest transportation cost, and when they look at these countries, they look at the entire supply chain. And so for the U.S., we're an integral part of that. So in order for the U.S. to have low soybean export transportation cost or low um, construction material transportation costs, the St. Louis region is an integral part of that. Dennis, and the river is an integral part of all of that, obviously. Absolutely. How so? So, so the Mississippi River flowing right here through the heart of the country uh, moves so much freight uh, up, up and down that river system. Uh, we're able to, on one barge, just one barge that, that uh, is floating on the river, holds 22 rail cars or the same amount as 88 trucks. A lot of traffic that flows through there. Right. They, they keep speaking in the literature I've seen about a 15-mile segment of the river. Yes. What is that specifically about? So the St. Louis Regional Freightway has, has designated this 15-mile stretch on the river as the Ag Coast of America. And what they saw, they, they went out and did the research, saw that on, on this 15-mile stretch, centered really right at the arch, uh, seven, about seven and a half miles north and south of the arch, we have more agricultural handling capacity at those river terminal facilities there than any place else on the Mississippi River. Of course, uh, it has to leave the river at some point, uh, Mike. So uh, once it does, where do you come in? Well, uh, Dennis is, uh, you know, right to really uh, uh, talk about our uh, strength with, with the river. But uh, the products have to get to them in order to ship it out. And, and trucks and rail are a big part of that. Having six Class One railroads that, uh, that cover the entire United States and really North America, uh, we are one of the few uh, places in that national network that has six railroads that, that feed here. So products can get to us easily. Uh, we 
supply those products to to Dennis's barges or him back to us, uh, depending on if they're import or export. And so we have a, a very uh, uh, a close relationship, even though we compete on a lot of products. We also know that we're integral to each other's business. Mary, what about uh, using, utilizing the roads and uh, air transportation? So as far as the roads, we have four interstates uh, that give us easy east, west, north, south uh, connections throughout the nation. Uh, if you are a distribution facility and you're looking for a new location to grow and expand, one of the key things that you're going to look at is your one-day truck drive. And so for the St. Louis region, we have relatively low congestion rates, and we're a one-day truck drive to mega regions like Atlanta, Memphis, Nashville, Kansas City. And so that helps with keeping those transportation rates down. The other important part is once those trucks are leaving the interstate system, it's important for those brokers and site selectors deciding where these facilities are going to be looked. Uh, be considered based on that first mile, last mile, uh, what that's going to look like in terms of time and cost. So if you're a truck driver in Chicago and you're bringing your load of freight to the St. Louis area, that person may be driving 70 miles per hour, gets to the St. Louis area in four hours and 15 minutes. But if it takes them 20 or 25 minutes once they leave the interstate system to get to the riverfront because of congestion or accurate grade rail crossings, that's going to be something they're going to consider going to another location. So for the St. Louis region, uh, we've done very well as far as investing in our infrastructure and ensuring that first mile, last mile um, last section of of their travel rate is efficient and doesn't take a lot of their additional time. And for that reason, overall, our transportation rates from a trucking perspective um, are very favorable. What what about from uh, the the air perspective, if you will? Is is there a a big role to play for air transportation? There is. The good news is we have two international cargo airports, Mid-America Airport in Mascuda, Mm -hmm. Illinois, and St. Louis-Lambert Airport in the city of St. Louis. Both of those facilities have available capacity within their airport and developable land. So from a growth opportunity, this is a tremendous opportunity. We also know that some of the international air cargo companies throughout the nation A lot of those facilities are growing at 10% every year. And from a marketing perspective, we are marketing this region as a fantastic opportunity to direct some of those flights to come directly into the heart of the Midwest to either one of those airports. You know, I I can certainly understand how we are positioned uh, nationally to to be this hub that we're talking about. But I'm still having trouble getting the the global aspect uh, of it. So focusing on the air component, if there is fresh produce being shipped out of Mexico and those flights traditionally are flying into Miami, there's the opportunity for those flights to come directly to the St. Louis region. And by doing that, it's reducing the transportation time because instead of that cargo getting shipped into Miami and then being trucked to the St. Louis region, it's basically saving almost a day and a half of time, which is adding additional um, lifespan to the fresh produce. Dennis, is infrastructure an issue? Is that something that has to be addressed, or are we in pretty good shape from your perspective with that? No, infrastructure definitely needs to be addressed. And it's a great thing that the St. Louis Regional Freightway has done is really focusing on that and, and finding out where the bottlenecks could be or are located here in the St. Louis area, bringing both sides of the river together and focusing on those highest priority projects have really helped uh, kind of move those projects forward. What are some of those projects? So one, and I'm going to turn it back to Mike here because Terminal Railroad uh, Bridge at at Merchants Bridge, owned by Terminal Railroad Association, really has been deemed the highest priority project for St. Louis. Mike? Yeah, I I would uh, add on to the first mile, last mile before I get into the Merchant's Bridge or any of our infrastructure. I I think that's where the challenge is. Uh, Mary alluded that 
you know, you can get across the interstates or the railroads can get from point A to point B very, very quickly and very well, very efficiently. But when they get to a hub, when they get to a node where they've got to do that transfer from one mode to the other, a lot of that infrastructure is uh, some uh, dates back to World War I, World War II vintage. Our Merchant's Bridge that, uh, that Dennis talked about was built in 1889 and has been in continuous service ever since. So we've got our money's worth out of it, but uh, it's come to the point where we need to replace that bridge. Uh, so we're working very hard on a financing and, uh, to, to get that bridge replaced here in the next few years. Um, and hopefully that all comes together. But there's not many bridge engineers out there that will... Uh, really stake their reputation on too many more uh, years of, of, of active service to go. And it, and it is right now restricted, uh, both tonnage-wise and, uh, and uh, uh, speed-wise, in order to keep that bridge in service. We also own the other um, uh, rail bridge, uh, the MacArthur Bridge, uh, built a few uh, decades after the merchants, but mm-hmm. it's uh, got its own uh, set of problems. So um, for our challenge uh, as, a, as a freight network and, and to make St. Louis uh, really capitalize on the opportunity that we have, those first mile and last mile connections that maybe are low cost but high impact are really where we have to um, uh, really uh, put our emphasis and really start figuring out how we're going to get them uh, improved and up to modern standards. Where does the money come from to, uh, to do this? Uh, that's interesting. So uh, you really it's have to... It's always interesting it is. <laughs> to know uh, where the money comes from. There's always so many more great projects and there are money available to, to do sure. them all. So, so the first thing that the Freightway did that I think was very important is to bring together uh, the, the shippers, uh, the folks that actually put their goods on the rails or trucks or barges, uh, those that provide that service, and our government officials. So we bring them all together in one room. We put our projects and our thoughts on the table and talk about them openly. And then we prioritize those projects as a region. And I think when we all come together, uh, that that's where the power of, of uh, going out after grants or finding creative ways to finance uh, that we might not have been able to do as a single entity, either a government or a business or a shipper could do, I think that's, that's when creative things happen and that's when projects start coming to fruition. Mary, where are we in this whole coming together scheme? Because when you bring government into it, government is strapped for cash, like as most of us are, and uh, they've got to play a key role, I would think. They do. And through the, the, the Freightways Freight Development Committee that's led by Mike McCarthy, I think that's a, a great example of a public-private partnership where we have public and private industry leaders coming together. And it's an opportunity for the railroads that Mike represents, the trucking industry, the barge industry, manufacturing logistics companies to be at the table right next to both the Missouri Department of Transportation, the Illinois Department of Transportation, and our East-West Gateway uh, Council of Governments, which is our metropolitan planning organization. And the point is these private industries are able to come forward and say these are the infrastructure projects that we need for a, in order for us to continue to compete in the global market and stay in the St. Louis region, but more importantly, also create opportunities for them to grow and expand. And by doing that, we feel that the Departments of Transportation and our elected leaders, based on this input and our ability to set these these transportation priorities collectively together, it's an opportunity for both the DOTs and our elected leaders to compete um, both at a, a state level 
and at a national level. So when our elected leaders are trying to compete with those federal dollars nationally, they're able to go in there and obviously they're going to use the points that the DOTs use as far as safety and congestion. But they're also able to go in there and say that companies like Anheuser-Busch, Boeing, Emerson, these are the projects that they need in order to stay in the St. Louis region and from a national perspective, allow the nation to compete in that that global market. And Dennis, uh, we mentioned, uh, Mary has just mentioned a number of companies that are active here, but I guess your uh, emphasis would primarily be on agricultural goods, wouldn't it? There's a lot of uh, great things happening on the agricultural sector in St. Louis, no doubt about it. So with the Ag Coast of America and with what the Freightway has has designated as this Ag Coast of America right here in the the center of the country, um, so much product moving from an agricultural perspective. So we uh, today see rates, you know, Mary talked about trucking rates and and, uh, rates into and out of the St. Louis area, but today we're seeing rates to load barges in St. Louis that are as low as they were 20 years ago which is great for business and attracting more agricultural products to the area. Uh, Mike, with the speaking of the rates and given what's going on in this area, how competitive is this area with other parts of the country? Uh, it's extremely uh, competitive, and you have seen that, 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 that rate differential is what has attracted uh, a larger portion of uh, the Midwest's ag products to come to St. Louis. Uh, we are below the lock and dam system, so the rates are cheaper from St. Louis down to New Orleans than they would be from the upper Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the railroads have noticed that, so they're working in conjunction to market uh, their products and, and their originations into St. Louis so they can take advantage of that and keep their rail cars full and moving into St. Louis. So, um, it, 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 you know, very few products uh, move by one mode of transportation. Uh, in today's global economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we compete fiercely uh, with, I think, a lot of that uh, movement that's uh, on, the, on the river might need to be on the rail, but we'll talk about <laughs> that later. Uh, but, but there is a lot of synergies between, the, between all modes of transportation, and, uh, and, and I think we, we have found over the past couple decades uh, that, that we do need to work uh, cooperatively uh, we still compete, but we have to work co- cooperatively to make it all work for the shipper. Logistic chains are very, very sophisticated today, and they want efficiency, they want flexibility, and they want just-in-time inventories, and they want to get to market very very expeditiously. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what we try to figure out and we try to provide. Yeah. I've got to take a break now. We'll continue this conversation in just a moment. We're talking about the potential for making uh, our region, our St. Louis area region here, a global freight hub. And we'll, as I say, continue the conversation in just a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Welcome back as we continue our conversation about making St. Louis a global freight hub. Mary, back to you. In terms of jobs and what the impact on the local economy would be, what sort of numbers are you working with uh, as you look forward? So in terms of numbers, in terms of, let's say, the GDP. Um, from, regional GDP? Is yeah, that what we're the, the regional GDP. If you look at manufacturing, transportation, and logistics, it's about 14% of the region's overall GDP. 
Um, we've also found that based on working with these industries, that this is one of the greatest opportunities we feel that we can move our economy because of the fact that we've got this world-class freight network. And from a jobs perspective, we've had some really some recent successes. Uh, as you're aware, that Amazon made the decision to come to the St. Louis region not once but three times. And I think a, a significant part of that is because when they decided to go to Edwardsville, Illinois, they indicated they needed about a thousand jobs for that. And not only did the region supply the thousand jobs, they doubled it. And because we did that with all these great uh, institutions, trade schools, community colleges, four-year programs, our workforce development staff, they then decided, you know what, if we come back to the St. Louis region, we're confident they can deliver that workforce. And they made that decision three times. We also had a significant announcement with Worldwide Technologies, who announced that they were expanding their operations on the Illinois side. And they're in the process of building two one million square foot businesses. And when these types of developments happen, the first thing they're going to look at is, do you have the workforce to support this type of development? And Dennis, how is that going to impact you? So uh, in just so many ways. So jobs, 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 right? So Mm -hmm. it's either on the construction side or otherwise. Uh, We look at materials, construction materials coming to the St. Louis area. Uh, This, you know, Mary talked about the Amazon and and worldwide technology warehouses. But uh, over the last two years here in the St. Louis region, we've averaged about 5 million square feet of warehouse space built. Uh, each of those years, and and we see that that'll be another uh, way. So these construction materials come to the area, uh, certainly from an agricultural perspective, as we've talked about before, uh, steel and steel movement into and out of the St. Louis area. Very strong market yet uh, today, even with the potential for uh, or with the tariffs. Uh, So a a lot of movement there. Uh, Granite City Steel's blast furnace reopening again. Both of those means more jobs for the region. And it's really for the freightway and and for all of us, it's about marketing those manufacturing jobs and and the potential for those in the future. And Mike, same question to you. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that can be looked at two ways. I, I, you see all across uh, the nation, almost every transportation mode is, is hiring directly. I think, uh, I think the, the strength of the St. Louis market is the jobs that we support in other industries. When you, uh, there's been a large influx of uh, interest in locating in St. Louis with a number of businesses calling us. And what they're attracted to is the ease, uh, how they can get their product to market. And when they look at the roads, when they look at the rails, when they look at the river and the airport, that's the first thing that they start to ask about is, is how reliable, how, how resilient is the, is the infrastructure and, uh, and my means to get my goods to market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think not only do we supply direct jobs uh, with this growth, but we also support a lot of other industries uh, wanting to come to the St. Louis area and expand. Just out of curiosity, you, you had mentioned a little while ago that uh, you and, and Dennis are competitors in a sense. What is the difference in cost of moving goods by rail and by, and, uh, by barge per, per mile, per se, or however you figure that out? Is it, are they comparable? Uh, I I would say, you know, you just go up the chain. I think uh, barge per per mile is going to be uh, more efficient. Mm -hmm. It's going to be less cost. Uh, The next tier is rail. Uh, The next tier is truck as far as uh, the cost to move a ton of freight. Mm -hmm. Um, The flexibility each one of those also gets greater uh, as you go up. They're not building any new rivers. Uh, we are building, uh, you can build a new railroad from time to time. And the trucks have a whole lot more flexibility. You can get something brought straight to your doorway where 
me or Dennis isn't going to be able to do that. So, so you pay for the, for the flexibility. We all work. Uh, the global supply chains all fit together, and we play our part in it. Uh, there are some overlap where we can compete with trucks and with, and with, uh, and with barge. But the interplay between all modes now uh, are much more important than they were decades ago. Dennis, he was very nice to you, I think. <laughs> this time. <laughs> this, this, this time around. Yeah. Mary, let me come back to you. You must, as you're planning all of this and looking down the road, you must have one eye on what's going on in Washington. We're talking about a trade war with China, soybean farmers, of which there were many uh, here in, in, um, in Missouri and Illinois. Uh, are already being hurt by this. We're talking about renegotiating a deal with NAFTA. Uh, as, as you plan and look ahead, how does this play into uh, your planning? So two answers. Focusing on the tariffs I, and like with soybean exports to countries like China, I think at this point we're really not quite sure what's going to happen. And it could happen many different ways. There may be other countries like Brazil or Argentina who may start supplying soybeans to countries like China mm-hmm. because of those tariffs. Or there may be just a complete reallocation as far as how soybeans are going to be exported to other countries. There's other countries who, who may need uh, soybean exports. So the point is with the tariffs, we're not quite sure what's going to happen. We are definitely keeping uh, an eye on what's happening uh, happening with that because uh, we obviously play an integral role part of that. But as far as Washington is concerned, the other part goes back to the infrastructure and the importance of investing in our infrastructure. Um, we talked about the tremendous increase in freight volumes over the next three years. We know that there's countries like Brazil and Argentina who are investing significantly in their infrastructure. U.S. Department of Agriculture is indicating that focusing on soybean exports, that those countries, their exports to countries like China are going to increase by almost 15 to 20 percent in the global market. For the U.S., they're anticipating our growth is going to be about 2 to 3 percent. And the reason for that is those other countries are investing significantly in their infrastructure. So our role is not just focusing on the St. Louis region, but obviously making infrastructure a significant priority so that as those projections for increase in in freight volume, the United States, we continue to grab a portion of that global market. Right now, nationally, the percents of soybean exports, the good news is it's slowly, it's an increase, which is a good thing. But the important thing to focus on is what's happening globally. Globally, soybean exports is in the decline, which means other countries are grasping part of that market, and it's because of the way they're investing in their infrastructure. Do you have a lobbying capability at all as an organization? I mean, clearly, you have to be in contact with the, the, the powers that be, if you will, the political powers that be. So our lobbying efforts focus on Mike McCarthy, Dennis Wilsmar, and myself <laughs> getting on a plane, flying to Washington, D.C., and basically telling that story. What the private industry is indicating that they need to compete in that global market, and then also telling that story about what those other countries are doing and how they are investing in that infrastructure and why we need to continue to invest in projects like the Merchants Rail Bridge and projects like Interstate 270-70. And then as Mike had indicated, those high-impact, low-cost, first-mile, last-mile projects. Mm. Dennis, how is that working for you, this lobbying effort? Well, (laughs) it's one day at a time, Don. So we we continue to make those trips and continue to go, and and, uh, every time we're there talking with the legislators. And, and, you know, with the election cycles, it's it's always just constant education effort for each one of them. And Mike, for you? Um, Just a a a quick uh, note on trade. I I think if you uh, talk to – or look at what most of the Class One railroads do, the ones on the West Coast and East Coast. And uh, as a group, 
30 to 40 percent of what they ship originate internationally. So it's a big part of what we do. It's a big part of um, of, of our uh, national economy. So we've we uh, we are uh, all for uh, free and open trade, and uh, we we hope that uh, continues. I think it's it's healthy for our economy, uh, and it's healthy for our business. So so we're we're free traders and and, and open traders, and we think that's important. I understand there's politics involved, but. Uh, uh, but we are part of the global uh, 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 economy, and, and there's no getting around that. So, Mary, what kind of timetable are you looking at? Do you have uh, a timetable and, and certain priorities you want to reach by, by specific times? For, for the infrastructure projects, yeah. well, number one, we just received fantastic news from the state of Missouri and state of Illinois. Both the Missouri and the Illinois Department of Transportation announced funding for the 270 chain of rocks over the Mississippi River Bridge. So that was fantastic. Uh, that's over a $200 million project. Uh, that's going to not only help reduce congestion, um, but it's also going to increase capacity, which is, is fantastic. For the other projects that we have on the list, we have several projects um, in St. Louis County that were announced funding and will go to construction in the next two years. Those are the types of projects that are going to help um, with that first mile, last mile movements to those industrial parks and like Hazelwood Logistics are helping out with the Amazon uh, type of growth. And then we've got another set of projects that um, funding has been applied for through grants through the U.S. Department of Transportation. And then we have another tier of projects that it's more of a, an awareness where they're important projects and we're trying to focus on the funding. So we've got almost $2 billion of projects. Um, a project like Interstate 270, that's a mega project. It's 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 built in different phases, and so one of the things we're focusing on 270 is that overall um, corridor and trying to find ways that we can accelerate the construction schedule in the instances where we have funding available. How would you know when you have reached where you want to be? I don't think I'm ever going to be to that point. <laughs> um, I guess my two cents is we are a world-class freight network. Uh, we are the best location for manufacturing and logistics, and we have unlimited capabilities for growth. And if that's our model, then we need to continue to invest in our infrastructure. And uh, you had a meeting here uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was. Uh, a couple of thousand people were involved in, in your Freightway Week or whatever it was We called. did. So for the first time, we hosted four days of freight discussions. Uh, it was Freight Week St. Louis. We had over 2,000 industry leaders converge in downtown St. Louis. Uh, portion of the discussions talked about the barge industry, but the overall arching thing was ways to improve the freight network. And during four days of those discussions, it emphasized the St. Louis region and what we had to offer. And the takeaway is hopefully when those 2,000 industry leaders went back home, they're going to think of us first for shipping um, and transporting their commodities. We're going to have to wrap this up. Dennis, do you have a final thought you'd like to leave us with? Yeah, I think, you know, it's all it's all a system, and we need ambassadors here in St. Louis. We need St. Louisans to be talking about what a great uh, asset we have here in the freight industry. Mm-hmm. And, Mike, how about you? Yeah, I think uh, that, that we have our work cut out not only for these projects that we're talking about, but also the education piece where we have to get the story out of how important uh, mm-hmm. this freight network is to our regional, local, and national and international yeah. economy. Well, it sounds very exciting. A lot of work ahead, obviously, but a lot of work already has been accomplished, needless to say. Mary Lamy, thank you so much for being with us. Great to see you again. She is Executive Director of the St. Louis Regional Freightway. Mike McCarthy is President of Terminal Railroad Association, and Dennis Wilmsmeyer is Executive Director, Director, that is, of America's Central Port. 
This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.